I know that right now is kind of thought of as the offseason for the Florida Gators, but it's busier than ever on the recruiting trail. And we're going to talk about it with John Garcia here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. whoever is at three o'clock um i i I hate doing that and i was like shit i said like two minutes late you're fine i'm i'm late too so all good um all right joining me now for locked on gators is john garcia locked on's recruiting insider and obviously we're here to talk recruiting because while it is now always recruiting season for the Florida Gators, uh, we actually get to talk about it because that's the main stuff happening right now. But we're starting by talking about Wardell Mack from Louisiana. Just what kind of player is he? Yeah, I'm a big fan of, of Wardell. Long, rangy Louisiana DB. I mean, everybody wants those on their roster. But what, what I really like about Wardell is you know, he's he's not one that is moving around a lot in high school. It's a lot of corner play and it's a lot of man coverage that I see on tape from him. That, that's not as common as as one would expect, especially with great talent like like there is in in, in and around Marrero, Louisiana. But uh, they're, they're allowing him to kind of live on the island and occupy it. And, and he does a great job of that. He's long and rangy, as I said, but he's got some quickness to him, um, kind of knows w- when to take chances uh, when the football is in the air. So I like the instincts on this kid as well. I think he'll fill out and be kind of a true big boundary type cornerback uh, at the next level, which is why a lot of schools are very much high on him. And he also has another thing I look for in great DBs. He's got great receiver tape. You know, he can push the ball down the field as, as a vertical threat. They'll throw it to him short and, and let him outrun guys. So I think the length, speed, and ball skills are all there. The instincts show up on tape as well so you can understand why he is both a good prospect and also one that is ascending and more schools are are starting to jump in just like florida did yeah florida offered him less than a week ago at the time they were recording this he's already got a visit scheduled for april 8th and he was at a seven on seven tournament this past weekend one of my friends was covering it he was like hey when I asked him about the schools he's been talking to, he named Florida first, which we're going to look into. We're going to put a ton of weight to that, even though probably, sure. not. Sure. <laughs> even though probably not a good idea to do that. We're doing it anyway. So how should Florida Gators fans feel about this recruitment so far? Yeah, normally you would kind of look past something like that, but I think with them having had such long-standing communication before the offer came, I think it's more interesting, especially when you start to think about, okay, this is a Louisiana DB, Corey Raymond's on the case, all of his history. It just starts to kind of unfold, and the whole staff seemingly has ties to Louisiana. So it just kind of unfolds a little bit differently. I think there's always more optimism from the Florida perspective in going into Louisiana because now you have done it consistently. And there's always optimism when, when Raymond himself is, is on the case. So it kind of works twofold with this, with, with this Wardell situation. And look, when, when a kid mentions a school first and when reporters ask, Hey, who's talking to you the most, it shows you what, what the effort 
looks like. Uh, so Florida, even though it just offered, had been sort of working this case for, for about a year already. So I, I do think setting a visit that quickly when you have that context doesn't seem as as wild as it was. Uh, and and right along the same lines, a lot of folks are looking at this as, as LSU's sort of race to lose for another great in-state defensive back. But now he's finally starting to branch out, visit some other schools. Uh, Texas is also going to get a trip out of him. So this is going to become a pretty contested recruitment uh, for a great Louisiana DB, which is something we see just about every cycle. So not surprising to see Florida jump into this thing. Yeah, you mentioned Florida has a lot of ties to Louisiana, obviously, um, with mainly obviously Billy Napier, Louisiana, and Corey Raymond, LSU, DBs. So meshes perfectly. But how really important is that? Because I feel like that was one of the things where Patrick Tony, who's now with the Arizona Cardinals, one of the things that Gators fans would talk about is, well, he's not a Southern guy because he's mm -hmm. from California. So how important is it to really have ties in these areas that you're recruiting to relate to these kids? I think if you are, if you're trying to go out and get elite talent from certain States, yeah, you've got to resonate. You know, it can't just be something optically, you know, gratifying. It's got to be real uh, in these relationships. And naturally, just like anything else, the more familiarity you have with these regions and, and history in these regions, the higher the chances are you're, you're going to be able to go and win some of these battles because you got to resonate with the kids in particular. So that's why it feels like when there's a Louisiana target, yeah, you feel a little bit better uh, about it from Florida's perspective. You know, whether you look uh, on both sides of the ball at all positions, really, you feel a little bit better uh, about the possibilities because you do have so many coaches that do resonate and, and you know you know when you're when you're dealing with southern kids in particular yeah if if there's not something there that they can latch on to uh that resonates it's going to be hard to sort of maintain that attention especially compared to normally all the other schools in the mix for them also being in that same footprint with something to sell in that regard so when you go out of state yeah you've got to you got to bring something special if it's not just this obvious hey we win all these national titles and send everybody to the nfl traits that that are attached and associated you know to your program so yeah you've got to have uh some some southern natives that kind of know how to get the job done in that regard and, and florida's got that uh, especially in this case yeah and florida is some we're talking about something now that we haven't talked about much here with you um, because Florida did a crazy zany thing they didn't do in 2023, really. They are now recruiting tight ends. Uh, <laughs> so Brady Prescorn got an offer from Florida the other day. But before we talk about that, what kind of just player is he in general as tight end? Well, yeah, this is, you know, a big physical modern tight end basketball background. Great uh, height and weight uh, frame to work with. So some of the, the traits that you look for at the position, you almost expect it. Uh, and when you talk about modern tight ends, and that's why Brady's got a heck of an offer list uh, next to his name. I know he put out that top group. It's, it's got Michigan. Look, he's from the state of Michigan. You understand why they're on there. But it's got, you know, Alabama, Ohio State, you know, Ole Miss, where his brother just transferred. You know, it, it's a heavy hitting type of uh, type of list for a tight end in a year that is pretty strong at the position. We're seeing a lot of tight ends emerge in short order. But, yeah, Brady's been one of these guys that's been on radar 
for quite some time. It helps when Big Bro is doing it at the collegiate level too, uh, no doubt about it. I mean, just look at uh, you know, uh, Trevor Etienne, you know, and how how that has has rolled around for for Florida. Um, but look, I think Brady, in his own right, uh, has has carved out his his own group of of suitors, and probably going to be tough to pull him away from Michigan. But you know, if schools have a chance to do it, they've they've got to bring. Uh, out a certain element you know, and get him on campus, you know, and that's really the next step for a lot of the schools that are are working to move up his list. Yeah. Is it weird for Florida to offer him literally the day after his top eight comes out? Like he's like, Hey, Monday, I'm putting out a top eight and Tuesday's like, Hey, come to Florida. What? Why not? Let's just do that. <laughs> I, I've seen it go both ways, Brandon. I've seen recruits say, Hey, you're not paying attention, but also I've seen another group of recruits say, Hey, I'd like that you saw me put out this list without your logo and you still feel good enough about your angle and your pitch and your sell to say, Hey, we're still jumping in with a scholarship offer. Um, Just like kids, you know, who are committed and hearing from other schools, some of them ignore everyone, but some of them are like, Hey, I respect these schools that are still coming after me in this regard, despite these circumstances. So I think with the kid like Brady, again, He's he's got, you know, such an example to look up to. That's something he will consider. I don't think he's going to be a detractor for schools that are trying to get in his race uh, later rather than sooner, because, again, he's got to take a bunch of visits. So I do think there's still some fluidity potentially. And we see kids put out a, a top eight and then they put out their next group. And it's two schools that weren't in the top eight that that make the cut. So stranger things have happened in recruiting, especially if, if you've got something to sell like Florida where you're like, Hey, we're, we're attacking this position much differently than we did last cycle. And, and when you talk about the need and the path to playing time there, that's something that a lot of big time recruits are going to resonate with. Should we look into it at all that, that he tweeted about Florida offering him that like he, he tagged new tight ends coach, coach Russ Calloway and someone that covers the Midwest for two for 24 seven. So should we look into that at all? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Look, he's promoting the offer. You know, a lot of kids get offers they never tweet out. Um, again, if if the door is truly closed, you're not going to, you know, go public with something like that. So, again, clearly it's a top eight, but it's it's probably got some fluidity to it. Uh, so you, you don't blame the Gators for shooting their shot, even if it was a day late. And I wouldn't be shocked if that was part of the plan. Hey, coach, I'm going to release this top group. OK, well, we'll offer you after that. You know, let's let's play a little optics here. You know, that happens. That posturing happens in recruiting all the time. And, and um, you know, it's definitely not something to overlook. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, you probably just sent some heads rolling when you said, well, if the door is truly closed, then you don't promote these offers. Or you okay. don't okay. Play Lagway Lagway does it with every <laughs> university that offers it. Every so kid's I'm different. Sure. Let me put that out there. And I'm sure nobody was like, oh, my goodness, once you said that. But March Madness is here. The tournament starts today. So make yourself some money. They've also got great promos over at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. They've got Beat the Bracket where – you can bet $10. If it misses, then you get your $10 back. Personally, I put mine on UCLA to win the whole shebang because it was great odds for $10. So I'll take that and I get it back either way. So free money, right? That's how we're going to look at it here. Don't miss your chance. Sign up today at fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. The last thing on Brady 
how does Florida approach this recruitment and, and kind of, I'm assuming, full court press it uh, to flip the basketball for a second? Uh, because he said he plans on committing before the season begins. So you you offered after the top eight came out, even if it was maybe a planned offer after the top eight came out. He said he's committing in the next few months, really. So how do you kind of get that? How do you make up that ground, we'll say? Yeah, real simple. The effort's got to be real consistent from from Russ Calloway and, and other coaches on staff. And then you got to get a visit. I mean, it's real black and white at this point for recruits like this that have that kind of offer list. You got to get them on campus to have to have any increasing shot. Uh, but look, a kid like that hasn't taken any official visits. He's probably going to take several if you've got eight schools under consideration. You try to campaign and lobby for one of those official visits. Hey, give us a shot. I know we might be late to the game, but we've got this this to offer and present to you, SEC football, all those those great things uh, that come along with it. That that's really the next logical step. Can you get them on campus? Uh, and look, that's that's ahead for a lot of programs. Official visit season really is is gearing towards the summer months more than it ever has. So if you want to make a decision after that window, like Brady does, usually it's going to come off of most of the times three, four, five different trips that you took on the school's dime. So if Florida can grab one of those or maybe even one sooner during spring ball, you obviously feel better about their chances. Yeah, and another position where Florida didn't have a ton of success in for 2023's recruiting class, although it, it, was, it was solid, we'll say, generously. <laughs> but they did try to go this offensive line. They had Fletcher Westfall on – campus this past weekend he took a visit what kind of player is he uh massive six foot eight my goodness well over 300 pounds a guy who plays both ways on on, on the offensive and defensive line you like that you know from a, from a tenacity and effort standpoint that's not easy to do at any position much less when you're carrying more than 300 pounds so it tells you what kind of shape uh westfall is in uh but on the offensive line where where he is projected i believe just about everywhere you see a lot to like, you know, that D line mentality shows up at the point of contact. He's got decent leverage and pad level for a kid who is six foot eight. That's, that's not easy to accomplish. And then conversely, yeah, the athleticism is there. I think his lateral movement skills are strong. That frame creates enough length from a pass protection standpoint where you're tough uh, to get around. Uh, it's just that D line mentality does make him pretty aggressive. So like most high school offensive linemen, the pass protection needs a little element of patience in, in addition to, to some technique, but that'll come. That's sort of to be expected. You'd, you'd always rather, you know, rein a, a guy backwards than have to ramp him up from, from an aggression standpoint. So I think he's got a lot to like uh, coming out of the state of, of Virginia. Another one who uh, really well-traveled kid. You know, this is a guy who's been to a lot of schools a, a lot of times. So for, for Florida to get a return visit, I believe after hosting him during the season, that's a good step for the Gators. Uh, so kind of like we said about Brady, the next step is grabbing maybe an official visit. And I don't think um, Westfall set any of those just, just yet. Yeah, and he's one of the players where we've talked about this quite a bit along the offensive line, but he's come out and publicly said, hey, I like the two coach approach along the offensive line, which it's something that Florida is not completely unique, but not many schools have that and get to say that they have that. And it's two people with pretty sound resumes. So does that give Florida maybe a, a solid advantage over other schools where 
they're kind of in the same range for him where he's like, oh, these schools, I kind of like a lot of the things they do. But then Florida's got the two-coach approach to the offensive line. Yeah, we've heard a lot of O-line recruits talk about this over the last couple cycles. It's a big deal. When you're an offensive lineman, so much of it is mental. So much of it is technical, right? We talked about you know his physical strengths but where he needs to improve. So if you have more than one coach that's truly dedicated and has that kind of resume for development, you're going to get the allotted reps and then some, uh, almost regardless of of when you, you join the, the roster and what position you play along or within the offensive line. So I think that's something that resonates with old linemen. Look, typically a little bit more mature, a little bit more business-like in how they handle the process anyway. So the, the more um, coaching hands, proven coaching hands that can sort of get rested upon you in your development, the, the better. So that's going to be an angle that always resonates with Florida O-line targets. And that's why the, the feeling uh, in this class of 24, Brandon, is that it's going to be a great offensive line haul out when all the dust settles for the Gator, just a matter of which guys buy in at which point. Yeah, with Fletcher Westfall, he's been on campus before. Micah Gilbert is scheduled to visit campus March 25th. He's going to be in Gainesville. What kind of wide receiver is Micah Gilbert? Oh, I like this kid. Six foot three, vertical threat, a uh, guy who, you know, lacks a little bit of polish, but man, his 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 one trick is a good trick. Really vertical, you know, thousand yard receiver uh, in the Charlotte area. Also a good basketball player. So again, stuff that has tangibly translated uh, towards good football players, you know, basketball, uh, you know, creates this awareness, this body control that obviously translates to the wide receiver position where whether you're talking about catching the football, getting in blocking position, uh, field awareness, down the distance, sidelines, all of those things uh, I think are at play when, when you've got that kind of background. So I'm a big fan of, of him. He's an ascending talent. Uh, has has recently picked up a bunch of scholarship offers. So he's one that I think is going to continue to stay a, a bit all, on this ascent. So wouldn't be surprised if, if Florida jumped in with an offer when, when he was on campus. Obviously, there's some interest there with, with both parties uh, striking up the, the this conversation ahead of the visit. So we'll see. You know, that's a position where I think Florida can be a little bit more picky in, in 2024, right? Had a great 2023 hall at wide receiver you know the portal is still going to factor in there maybe at some point as well so i think florida can be a little bit picky at receiver also because look closer to home there's so many great ones right so when you go out of state you, you can be a little bit more uh nitpicky with what you want but look i think this kid's got a lot of ability gilbert's a, a stock up type for sure is it weird to be at this point in the recruiting cycle to be visiting campus, but not have an offer yet. And, and is it kind of, do you kind of work under the assumption like, okay, the offer is coming at some point <laughs> if, if I'm visiting and we're this late in the game. Some, some will a hundred percent, you know, I'm not sure with Gilbert in particular, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a little rare to make a spring visit. Spring visits are, you know, it's about um, obviously getting a recruiting pitch in time with these coaches, but you're really wanting to see, your potential future coach at work, right? Obviously, you know, Billy Gonzalez is, is coming back down to Gainesville for, for tour number three here. Um, so, you know, that's really what it's about for these recruits, getting a sense of, hey, if I come here, these are the coaches I'm going to deal with. Let me watch them coach, right? Because it's one thing to sell you on the phone or DM. It's another thing in person when you're 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 in the action, right? So uh, trying to get a feel for that is, is really paramount 
for these kids during spring visits. So yeah, usually it's offered kids higher end uh, targets, but you know, this is like recruiting is crazy. It's fluid. You've got to stagger your board and continue to show interest in guys who don't have the offer. So even if the offer doesn't come in, it doesn't mean this is over between UF and Gilbert. Yeah. With Micah Gilbert, before I let you go here, you mentioned Billy Gonzalez is here. Uh, Florida didn't have a wide receivers coach for a couple weeks after Kerry Colbert went to the Denver Broncos. Uh, screw you, Sean Payton, for that one. But <laughs> Billy Gonzalez in here is here. How does bringing in Billy Gonzalez, specifically who, like you mentioned, is on tour number three of Gainesville with three different head coaches now, how does that kind of impact getting a recruit like Micah Gilbert? Well, the track record is now specific to the school. You know, that's not something that a lot of schools can offer with a guy who who can go back 10 years like like Billy can and, and to championships more, more importantly. So I think that's going to resonate. You know, he might have to educate some recruits about that to a degree. But, you know, Google's your friend. Everyone's got a smartphone. That's something really quick to, to put together. So I think from that perspective, it's unique for Florida. Obviously, Billy knows Gainesville. Uh, he knows the program. He knows the SEC uh, about as as well as anyone. Uh, and he's got a good track record for said development. So it'll be interesting to see, especially with some time off, how he comes back into the game. You know, is, is he re-energized? Does he tweak his approach? You know, oftentimes getting away from it can get you better, right? You know, because you, you can sort of zoom out on, on the real issues or, or the real areas for improvement. So I'm curious to see um, if and when Billy takes a, a step in, in the right direction uh, from a coaching perspective. And off, obviously that translates into recruiting. He knows exactly what is to be expected when you're the receivers coach at Florida and the type of schools you have to go up and, and compete uh, with and against. So I, I think it'll be more X's and O's and assimilation right now. But when it does shift towards full recruiting, uh, I think Billy's got the opportunity to, to hit the ground running for sure. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for coming here. This is John Garcia, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Lockdown College channel and Lockdown Gators still every week so far in 2020. Yes, sir. <laughs> Appreciate it.